Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome. Chris and Laura back with you. Um, you know, we've been kind of recording at different times. There's been, I don't know, I had to take some days off for the holiday. We're taping this around the 4th of July. Uh, but we made some plans. We're going to start taping on Wednesday. So we'll have the show uh, taped the same day, release it the same day. And Laura, this is awkward. I'm not figuring out how to explain this. Um, <laughs> we are recording this, what? Yeah, let's timestamp this. This is being recorded on late afternoon, July 2nd. And we're in a time where Seinfeld is transitioning in terms of the um, streaming services. Uh, they have an exclusive deal. Well, they have one with Hulu. Um, they actually signed a humongous deal to go to Netflix. We assumed uh, that once Hulu dropped it, uh, Netflix would just pick it up. You know, it would be a seamless transition. Unfortunately, life doesn't go that way because it went from Hulu, they dropped it, and now Netflix is waiting. We're not sure if there's a legal thing going on or whatever. So what we're facing is the reports I'm reading is at least September, which is, what, three months from now when we're taping this, and it could be longer. So what do we do? (laughs) Um, You know, you probably don't want News Herald stories from the past. (laughs) You probably don't want a journalism discussion. I mean, that's not the audience we're looking for. So there been other shows we've talked about, and one of the shows is Frasier. And we say, hey, let's start attacking that. So I would say for the next three months, we're going to start rolling through Frasier. And then when Soundfall comes back, we'll make that choice. Uh, one thing I mentioned, Laura, that as long as we can short, maybe we can do, is do a Frasier and Soundfall each week when it comes back. But again, September's a ways away. I don't want to wish away the summer wear. I mean, it's too nice outside to say, you know, let's worry about September. Let's enjoy it as we can. So we're going to start with Frasier. So I I guess this is morphing into our Frasier podcast. We don't really have a technical name, but I guess this is episode one, season one of our Frasier podcast. So pretty good. All right. So let's go into Frasier. I'm trying to remember more. We got intro Frasier a little bit before we start talking about season one. Um, it was interesting. I, when Cheers was on, mm-hmm. I may have watched one Cheers. And it wasn't because I was raised in a conservative house. It just, Cheers was something we never watched. Like, I don't think my parents ever said, you better not watch Cheers. It's not godly or whatever. I just yeah. never watched Cheers. So it was funny because obviously... There was a hubble. I mean, there was all kinds of press when Cheers was going off the air. I remember a lot of the stars were on all the late night talk shows. Um, they had a 
What was was that like a live one hour finale? Of Cheers. That's a good question. I don't remember. I remember the coverage though. I mean, it was crazy. They had like a a big finale. I think they had a kind of like a not a reunion show, but a show where they got to talk about their experiences. I was reading reports that it was a really drunken video. I, I guess lots of drinking was happening at the at the party. I think they're on Jay Leno that night. I mean, NBC played it up really big because obviously Cheers was a big thing for NBC. And then it's funny, and we always talk about these other shows that we love, like Seinfeld and other things, and say, man, what if Kramer got his, um, you know, Kramer got a spinoff, or what if other people got a spinoff? Mm-hmm. Not many of shows have done that, but Cheers did that with Frasier. Were you a big Cheers fan when it was on live? Not ter- not, uh, not a big fan, no. I mean, I watched it some. Um, I I kind of got annoyed by Shelley Long. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of kind of walked away from it, you know. I, I thought... Um, What's her name? Rebecca, which was uh, Kirstie Alley, was okay. Right. But not, I mean, I don't know. It didn't really do that much for me. Um, I'm a big Ted Danson person. I love Ted Danson Um, in pretty much everything he's been in. And I, you know, it's funny during the, I I think we talked about this once before that I tend to, I tend to uh, work with stuff you know, playing in the background Mm -hmm. and um, about maybe it was before the pandemic. So maybe 2019, maybe like mid year. I, I had, I did cheers the whole series Mm. went all the way through. And I mean, I I wasn't watching the whole thing, but like whenever there was a huge laugh, of course you got to turn it on and you got to, you know, move over to it and stuff. But um I mean, it was funny, you know, I enjoyed it. I mean, I guess I could sort of say that I watched the whole thing, but um, I don't know. I My family didn't watch it because like my, my mom, <laughs> my mom always controlled the TV and my yeah. mom was very put off by the fact that it was a bar, you know? Yeah. And um, I mean, that's not to say like, she wasn't like a prude and, you know, you know, she knew people drank and stuff. She just, I, there's a lot of times I, I just don't think she gave something a chance enough to see that there was like an actual story rather than just people sitting and drinking, you know? <laughs> and it was weird. Um, even though Cheers was in a bar and I, I was very hit and miss even now. Like I'll stumble across the episode too. And I've watched some, mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched the whole series. So I, I couldn't even tell you that much about the storyline, but the shows I've watched, Cheers has never been a huge drinking show. You, you know what I mean? No. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's all good to get drunk. Now, I will say my dad was very much an anti-drinking person mm-hmm. um, in Louisville, where we lived growing up. Mm-hmm. He was very, oh, man, as a pastor, he would fight against, like, these beer gardens and everything else. Yeah. So I would imagine if, if I sat there and started to watch Cheers and say, oh, man, I'll, I'll like to catch it, maybe you'd say, ah, you probably shouldn't watch it because – he had a really big thing against drinking, but I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange, and I I don't know exactly how they picked Fraser. I know <laughs> I stumbled across the show. 
I kind of grew attached to the character, but it was weird because I didn't watch Cheers. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that much about Cheers, but with the exception of maybe Ted Danson, I was good with them picking Frasier to be that spinoff. I mean, was the... And again, I'm not sure if they selected Frazier or maybe if he was the only one willing to do it. But maybe Frazier was my second pick, maybe behind Ted Danson uh, in, in choice. Yeah. But, but it turned out to be a wonderful show, so I'm glad they picked Kelsey Grammer to do it. Did that kind of surprise you? Or, or would you have picked somebody else if you no. could choose? I mean, you know, I'm like going in my head, I'm going through the cast. Um, I think he would be, I think he was the one who had like the most potential for being able to stand on his own. You know what right. I mean? Um, like I, you know, Cliff was kind of a, just an idiot and um, Norm was a, you know, kind of Norm was a one trick pony, you know, he was one liners, you know, Carla, eh. I didn't, I wouldn't have watched something while I, you know, I did watch, but um, I wouldn't necessarily have watched something with Kirstie Alley playing Rebecca. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ted Danson probably just kind of got sick of doing it, you know. Um, but Frasier, Frasier had automatic stuff with um, Lilith, you know, always being in the background, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he was there. And so, and then if you gave him a life outside the bar, you know, he had a full career that they could mine and then they gave him a family, you know, which yeah. was stellar, you know, and then supporting cast of, you know, work friends and, you know, people in his life. So, I mean, I think he was just, I think he was ripe for it, you know, cause he was so, he was so hoity toity, you know, he was yeah. so fancy, you know, <laughs> That you know, you got to see where this, you know, how this guy lives more. Yeah, I think an endearing thing for Frazier, I, I mean, we talk, you know, obviously we've talked about Seinfeld for a while now. Um, Seinfeld's a very funny show, but I can't. It seems unrealistic how some of the characters acted. Like you know, we talk about George and you know Kramer and everybody else. We're like, oh man, we wouldn't act mm -hmm. like that. What a strange behavior. Although. The behavior of people in Fraser were kind of neurotic at times. It was very authentic to me. Yeah. What, like I really could think of, and, and Bravo to Fraser is probably a great company to be a TV show. I mean, I could say, man, man, if I ever got to Seattle, it'd be, it'd be cool to check in with that family. You know, like I'm yeah. not sure if they would accept me since they're, you know, live, live a little bit higher class lifestyle than I do. But you, I can imagine that family being there. I, I don't know if I can imagine Jerry, you know, I said Springer, I'm Jerry Seinfeld living in New York City, you know. Yeah. I, it was very authentic, which I, I think made it a really good thing. And I guess if you really wanted the Beckers, uh, you know, the Ted Danson spinoff, I mean, I know Becker wasn't a spinoff of Frasier, but, you know, Becker did the trick for me. I used to like Becker. I thought that was I love that show. Yeah. I, that was another show that I've watched during the pandemic. I, you know, it's, I watched, do you have, do you ever use Pluto? Um, a little bit. Is it on Pluto? Yes. Well, it was, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while because I've okay. got like hooked on other things since then. But um, I used to love Becker. I like, like we've talked about, I like any show where somebody's like a real 
smarty pants, you know, yeah. or, you know, just, just kind of like over the top, you know? Um, and like other shows with little kids that are like that, you know, yeah. and Becker just, he was just out of control, you know, yeah. and it was just so entertaining. And that's what made Frasier even better for me because I think I would, wouldn't have liked it if Dancing was on another show. Now, obviously, Becker wasn't as successful as Frasier was. But, you know, hey, I, I got my dancing fix out of Becker, and obviously we, we grew to love the people on Frasier. Mm -hmm. um, interesting first episode. And I got to tell you, Laura, like, um, especially with the pandemic, you know, for what we do, we need to watch the news. We need to understand what's happening with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, got to, I get to a place where I've got, like, a couple TVs in my office. I mute the smaller TV to CNN, making sure the world doesn't blow up. And I enjoy kind of detaching my brain while work. And Frazier's been a great uh, venue for me to do that. I actually, this past week, was going for the final season of Frasier. And I gotta tell you, I've liked this first episode called The Good Son, season one, episode one. Mm -hmm. Kind of depressed me a little bit because one yeah. of the things I loved the most about Frazier was that relationship that developed between, you know, Frazier and his dad. And obviously mm -hmm. it wasn't there during the first episode, which right. makes sense. It developed. But, you know, I, I watched that and I was thinking, man, I want that relationship to develop. And it was good to see where it started from. But you kind of had a little bit of a depressed um tone uh yeah let's go for the episode um quickly um you know it's six months after the conclusion of, of cheers we don't quite get from the opening scenes when was it since he moved like there was a reference he made in talking to the show that hey he's like i'm here in the show we're six months i, I moved six months ago so we're not sure how long he's been working at the station that time or whatever but, you know, it doesn't, which I kind of like that. I, some of these shows, you know, they show them moving or, you know, the, the scene starts as he, he's unpacking his stuff. Mm -hmm. I like how he kind of, the show starts as he's kind of into his life there. I, I thought, I don't know, it kind of cut out some unnecessary crap in my opinion. I kind of like that. Was that a good place to start, you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it was pretty early in his term on the radio. Just right. judging by the conversation between him and Roz about how he did, and she was going through the litany of things that he screwed up. Who <laughs> screwed up? Yeah. Um, so it it struck me that it wasn't terribly long since he started, but um, I liked. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that was good. He. Um, I mean, when you looked around, when he went to. The, his apartment, there was, you could tell there wasn't a lot of stuff there either. Right. You know, there wasn't the decor that comes later, you know, all of those knickknacks and all that stuff was not in place yet. And I think, I think he was trying to find himself too. Yeah. He was a particular guy. He was a guy that, you know, he wasn't a sports fan or anything, but you could tell Frazier, like I know when we first saw him with Niles, you know, Niles was, if they had that conversation in season five or six of the show, Frazier would be all in. He'd be, you know, uh, fretting with Niles and what, what Niles was fretting about. But you could tell Frazier was kind of troubled. So I, I still think it was just the whole getting adjusted. You yeah. Know, he just got divorced, missing his son, all this other stuff yeah. was kind of weighing on him at that time. Um, yeah. Um, 
I, I like too how the relationships you can see how the relationship developed. I mean, obviously near the end, his relationship with Roz was really close. Uh, it was a great personal relationship, I, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start, it seemed like Roz was a how do you say? I mean, she wasn't necessarily cold. I think she was probably just frustrated. I mean, just think about it. Fraser wasn't a radio personality back in Boston. He moves to Seattle. He gets this radio gig. You know, he's he's father. He's doing his best. I mean, it's a tough adjustment. You know, if you're not in radio, to go to radio. And, and Ross just seemed frustrated. I, I know she hated him, but she probably saw guys like him come and go, and she seemed pretty upset with him at the beginning. Well, I mean, think back to, you know, all the times when you've been new someplace, you know, there's, she has to do her job. Plus she's probably got to do a lot of his job, you know, well, until he gets ready to take, you know, you know, have his wings and fly, you know, in that job. Um, I think she's, I mean, she's kind of a gruff person always, you know, even, even when they're buddies, you know, um, but I mean, he was kind of, you know, when she went through the list of stuff, that's a lot of things to screw up, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, I, um, I had, a I, going back to the beginning, sort of his conversation with Niles, I had a lot of trouble with it. Um, where they were okay. talking about what to do about dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as a child of somebody who, um, had to have these kinds of decisions made for them. Um, that conversation they had was just a little too easy. Right. <laughs> you know, it, um, it, those kind of, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, when I had to have those com- conversations and situations, there's, there are like earth shattering to have to make decisions like that for your parents. And, you know, having to decide what to do with them. You know, you don't do that over a cup of coffee in like three minutes, you know, it's just, oh, yeah. it. I'm, and then, you know, it's all that stuff, you know, there's always all these conversations in, you know, in media and stuff about, you know, how kids are my age and you're, you're a little bit younger than me um, have to, you know, be the ones to make these decisions now. And they're not, there's really not that much training, you know, you don't get any training to make these kinds of decisions. And, you know, it, it, I think that might've been a nice place for them to go through the options, you know, a little bit. (laughs) Um, He's clearly, Marty currently clearly had a little, had a little bit of money, you know, which, you know, he could have afforded to go to a, you know, assisted living or whatever level. Um, back then, I don't even know what they what was what would have been available. Now they have a lot more options because there's a lot more people of that age. Right. But um, you know, it would have. I I, I wrote down um, discussion of what to do about dad is too easy. <laughs> yeah. It just I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know. Um, I mean, they had to do it. You know, they only had 22 minutes of film time. You know, so. <laughs> It's hard to be that critical, but it's it's a little. It was a little. I thought it was a little light on the handling of that situation, you know. And you know, the father, you know, I, I will give uh, John Mahoney a lot of credit. 
the way he played that. Um, yeah. That is pretty much how they, how people in that position play are, you know, how they are when they lose their home and, you know, they yeah. lose the ability to be the one to make these decisions for themselves. You know, he, he was that person, you know, it was, it was very true to the people I've seen in those situations. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, oh boy, how do we say this? This show, great show. I mean, one of my favorite sitcoms is <laughs> Frasier. It does play on a lot of personal family stuff that happened to me. My mom's in a living facility. And she did not want to go. I mean, mm -hmm. she wasn't happy about going. So, yeah, you're right. It, it does bring up a lot of questions like that. And I'll be honest with you, too. I mean, I'm not divorced, and I, I'm not moving from Boston to Seattle. But, you know, it, of us kids, I got a brother and sister. I mean, my brother and sister live pretty close. I mean, I don't live that far away. I mean, you know, I'm in Columbus. But, you know, I live two and a half hours away, which – is almost to them like coming from Boston to Seattle. So, right. you know, even that thought of, you know, Frazier being away, obviously he knows his dad. I'm sure they've been asking questions. They've been talking beforehand. But when you live far away, it's harder, you know, for you to, oh, boy, how do we say this? Um, it, it's harder to really get in depth with what's happening around your loved one that may need to go to a living place too. Right. So you're right. In terms of a show, yeah, it's a 22-minute show. So you, you can't spend the first season figuring out what to do with Dad. But at the same time, you know from the first couple seasons that issue comes up. You know, Frazier a couple times says, I can't do this, or I don't like the chair, whatever else the case might be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe they figured, hey, we got to introduce this some way. We won't spend too long on it. But you're right, it was kind of easy discussions, especially when it comes back up over and over again. So, yeah, it, yeah, that was interesting. And I got to tell you, I mean, like I say, you know, I miss my dad. I don't cry unless I think about a lot. But, you know, times like that and that show, it, it kind of gets to me a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, thinking about, you know, missing your dad and everything. And I, I loved how their relationship grew over time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Where do we go next with this? Um, so I think, yeah, you're right. It was an awkward uh, discussion between um, Niles and Frazier. I'm surprised Frazier went along with it as quick as he did. And again, maybe that's the, hey, we got to write this in, in with a neat bow in three minutes, and <laughs> we'll try to explain the, what happens afterwards after that. Um, seemed like Niles kind of helped some things from him. Um, you know, obviously, now someone mentioned Eddie or the chair, yeah. probably thinking that, you know, Frazier would have changed his mind. It was kind of interesting um, when that came. Uh, you know, Martin, hey, you know, he lost his wife. She died. You know, he got shot in the hip. You know, he can't walk around that well. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a grumbly, gruff, sad person when I grew up, but obviously... Martin's going through a lot of stuff. I mean, he's got a lot of crap going in his life. So Martin is frustrated and upset. And, you know, his, his sons haven't been around for him that much. I don't know. I, I get sad seeing his attitude, but I guess I don't blame him based on how he was being treated at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it it's inevitable. You know, when you get to 
a point where you, you're not the one who gets to make decisions. It's, it's a tough thing. You know, I mean, the guy's been, the guy was a police officer, you know, I mean, right. he, you know, he was like basically the power in, you know, on his job, you know? So, you know, I, I was, I wrote something down. I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but um, the, the introduction, you mentioned Eddie in the chair. Yeah. The introduction of both of those things in the episode. I think both of those things, both of them are characters on this show. The chair and yeah. Eddie. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, Eddie's got, you know, a lot of personality, you know, and he plays a big role in the show. And so does the chair. You know, the chair is like the support system for for uh, John Mahoney. Yeah. You know? I mean, just think of how many, how much that chair plays in the series, you know? Well, it was definitely his, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, just a comfort for him. Because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of times as the series goes on where, you know, Frazier wants to take away the chair. And, you know, it's a chair, but, you know, it means a lot to him. Yeah. yeah. And, and Eddie, too. And, you know, Eddie has a definite... Uh, funny role. Um, I signed for some Facebook uh, groups. Um, you know, for Frazier that we'll pr- use to try to promote our Frazier discussions. Mm-hmm. Lots of posts about Eddie. I mean, people yeah. still love their Eddie. I mean, Eddie's gone. Um, you know, we'll talk throughout the series about reboot. Obviously, Eddie won't be back. It'd be interesting to see if there's some dog element to it, since that was such a popular thing yeah. on the first Frazier. But, well, you know, his dad won't be there either because he passed away. Right, right. So. What? Well, I, I've heard even some talk, and, and maybe we'll just end each show with a, a brief update on the reboot. But, um, you know, there's some talk about what would this reboot look like. And I, I've seen some discussion where Frazier's son could almost play the role of Frazier as <laughs> Frazier's almost playing the role of his dad. So it's almost, mm-hmm. you know, redeveloping that relationship. And again, just, um, mm-hmm. you know. People are speculating, but it might be interesting. So maybe Frazier will become a dog guy. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I would bet too much on that. That would be funny. You know, who knows? I mean, there's some talk that Frazier may have a podcast because that's the thing to do now. So yeah. who, who knows? Lots of things we haven't figured out yet. Um, this also introduces Daphne. And obviously, you know, I don't think we're playing spoiler here, but obviously Daphne <laughs> plays a big role in the in the history of Frasier. Yeah. Um, she is not hired officially by the end of the first episode. Kind of interesting. Um, you know, I'm not sure if, if you know Marty was a huge fan of Daphne at first, but you know he wanted to hire her, and you know Frasier just had his reservations, and you know it was funny <laughs> because when Frasier first heard about the fact that you know. A home health care worker was available. He was a sack. He was happy. Um, are you guessing he just was really particular? That's why he wasn't like you know ready to hire Daphne right away. Well, I think he, I think he was put off by her kookiness, and right. uh, I think let's be honest. I think he was mostly put off by the fact that she considered herself a psychic. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and you know when you when you look at her you know, her first appearance on the show, it's like a whirlwind, you know? Right. Um, she walks, I mean, she, he opens the door, she's got her hand on her shirt um, yeah. and she talks about it. And, 
you know, he has her come in and she says mean things basically about the decor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, <laughs> she like, I wrote down that, you know, that she does all these little digs, you know, while she's there. One, um, when she goes back in the bathroom the second time, when they're going to talk about her living there. And she says, I'll just go back into the bathroom to talk about your erotic African art. Yes. <laughs> you know, so she's like got these little digs, you know, and the one at the one point she said, oh, you're a dog, aren't you? <laughs> um, but uh, she, you know, she lets herself be known, you know, and I think Marty likes it because she's he can tell she's going to be sassy and she's not going to take shit from uh, from Kelsey Grammer. Frazier, yeah. you know, it was so strange too. When you, if you look at it, it was a different Marty. I mean, you know, I just got done watching the final season where he's all bright and he smiles. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of gruff. Didn't yeah. see him smile that much. I guess he brightened up at just a, a side of Daphne. And, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, he, he want to take junk, and you know, she want to take junk too. So they they kind of shared the bond there, which yeah. I thought was good. Um, thought it was a weird story, and making sure I'm following the flow here. I, I thought the end with Ross, you know, um, you know, Frazier, he, he just he's on the edge, you know. I, I mean, I remember, you know, telling old work stories, you know, when I, when, when I first met and I came in, I mean, very long story why this happened, but I was thrown in a position where I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest, and I was trying to get up to speed as quick as possible. And it was hard, you know, and kind of frustrating to be honest with you. And it was funny because I think Frazier had that moment with Roz mm-hmm. where he was just, you know, I mean, work was tough. He was making mistakes. His home life was tough. He was making mistakes. It was just tough mm-hmm. for Frazier. And he kind of lost it. Yeah. Uh, weird story Roz used with the, uh, yeah, the Lupe fellas who <laughs> she wanted to commit suicide and it just, yeah, it didn't work out how she wanted to. It was tough. So, um, kind of describe Ross. I mean, that's kind of Ross's demeanor. I mean, I'm sure if you watch the show premiere, you're probably what the heck. But you know, I, I think it helped define Ross's character over the next you know, eleven years. Yeah, I mean, she's a she's supposed to be like the best the best producer they have. So, I mean, she's she's clearly going to have. You know, as he's walking in the door, she's clearly going to have some level of expectation. And when he doesn't get it, you know, when she doesn't get what she needs from him, you know, she's not going to hold back. So, kind of interesting. And, you know, I don't know if we should break this down too much, but, you know, the episode starts to end with a call from his father. So he's on the radio. Um, I know he's not getting a ton of calls at that time. And, you know, he gets a call from his dad and he quickly realizes it's his dad. And they start, I don't think they totally atone for stuff, but they started to kind of reconcile. I thought that was interesting. Probably a little too quick, a little too easy. But again, you're writing for a sitcom. And, and that's probably why they tried to wrap that up a little bit quick. Well, I think, honestly, I think that was a far more believable conversation than the one in the coffee shop. Sure. Uh, Niles and Fraser, because I mean, basically, he just he did what he needed to do, which was say thank you, you know. Right. 
And, you know, he did it in a clever way. You know, Marty showed a little bit of, a little bit of savviness, you know, by getting on the show and, you know, telling him what he needed to know and why he was, you know, why it was happening. And um, I, I thought that was great because, you know, he even at the end saying, you know, you see that I apologize or said thank you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he even smiled, you know, Fraser. So. I, I think they realized maybe the thing that kind of struck me at first was, you know, hey, we've gotten arguments of our parents, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that, you know, maybe relationships were a little bit tough at times. But then on the other hand, man, you know, it sounded like a bunch of crap was going between Fraser and Marty, and maybe they atoned quickly, not just for the sake of the TV show, but maybe also just from an idea of they're in it together. You know, they're living there. So they probably mm -hmm. say, hey, let's calm down a little bit because – what else are we going to do? You know what I mean? They could go right. full out war against each other, but they're living together. They, they got to yeah. find some type of peace. I, I think that kind of led to it, too. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Even the yesterday, um, during the day, I had I just left Frasier go. I just let it mm -hmm. run on my TV while I was working all day. And, like, later in the first season, there's an episode where Frazier learns something about his mother. Yeah. And um, he he says to the father, you know, this is, this might be that bonding moment that we've been looking for, you know. And the father was like, yeah, you're probably right, but damn, I wish it wasn't this, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, that they did have far more in common than they realized they did. I mean, Frazier likes to consider himself like hoity-toity and everything, but, you know, throughout the series, he gets, he's constantly getting himself in trouble by acting more than he really is, you know? Yeah. So. It, it just definitely makes you think, and, you know, I'm in a different phase right now because, you know, my dad's gone, but my mom's still around. But my, my mom's kind of in the Marty, eh, maybe not exactly where Marty is, but she's in that phase of life. And we're going for that phase of life of her. And man, Laura, it makes you think. I'll tell mm -hmm. you that. Yeah. Uh, we're having her coming down for a couple of days. She's at an assisted living facility, but, you know, I was able to get a couple of days off early next week. And, you know, we're going to have her come down. It'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how she's like because. Right now, we're in that Fraser mode with her where we don't see her that much, but she lives a little further away. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's a little more acrimony between her and other members' family because they see her more. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like that son you shouldn't see that much. So sometimes you put your best foot forward, we don't see it much. It's easier. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Because my brother was, uh, my mom was perfect when my brother would come. Yeah. And then when my brother would leave, it would just be like a shock to the system that all the I was gonna all the crap would run downhill and hit me, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. Yeah. So I like going through this journey, but it's, it's it might be a little emotional. I mean, I, maybe we should do the office or something. It was a lot more you know, just ha ha ha. Well, the office is like terribly offensive. I think. I mean, I yeah. like the office and everything, but wow. Um, the one thing I will say. Um, when I watched Frasier before, like when it was on, 
right when it was actually on TV, right um, at first run. Yeah. Um, I wasn't like in love with the show. Like I went through ebbs and flows with it. Like, but there were times when I really liked it. There were times when I was like, eh. But I gotta say, going through, you know, during the pandemic when I watched it all the way through late in the evening, you know, we had some furlough weeks and stuff and I would just sit there and just watch hours of Frasier, you know, and I would be sitting here like my husband worked at that point was working a lot of nights and I would literally be laying on the couch watching TV and watching Frasier and like screaming, laughing, like, I mean, and the heart of all that is Niles. Yeah. Niles is, he is my favorite person on this show because man, he has some great lines. He is so snotty to, to Frazier, you know, and he's also got some really good physical comedy. Everybody always talks about, I love Lucy, you know, Lucille Ball with physical comedy, man. um, Niles has some fantastic physical comedy. Yeah, and we'll see as the series goes on. It was you didn't want really to see a ton of Niles at first. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, you want to make sure. And obviously, could you imagine the show have been different if, if Marty ended up saying of him and Maris? I mean, man, there may have been <laughs> there may have been a shootout or something. I would have went <laughs> well. But um, yeah, you didn't really see a ton of Niles in the first episode of him trying to pawn his um, dad off on on Frazier. It, it was it was good though because. You know, we talk about what was it, the big four in Seinfeld. I mean, if you think about um, Frazier, you know, you got Frazier, Niles, Daphne, Roz, and, you know, Marty. And you had the big five. It was really cool because the big five was all introduced in in different ways. I mean, they were all together, but it was kind of uh, neat to see how they started to come together. I like that part of the show. Yeah. So. I like like the early parts, too, because – like the the other people from the station come in more, you know, yeah. into the story more. You know, like Bulldog. I love Bulldog. He's so funny. Um, Dan Butler. Well, he's so funny. And, and I'll tell you too. And again, I'm not making any political statements either way. One of the things that impressed me about Frazier, and I'm not again, let's leave political stances or personal feelings out of it. Mm-hmm. It stunned me at the end of the show when I realized, um, you know, Dan Butler's a, a gay guy. Uh, David mm-hmm. Hyde Pierce is gay. I never realized that from the show. And, yeah. and what impressed me was to play a different character than you are in real life and paint it as believable was very, very impressive. Yeah. And again, no political comments. I'm, I'm not saying anything about that either way. I'm just saying. I looked back at the show and said, wow, for them to play completely different characters was very impressive. I, I know there's a lot of jokes on the show. Was Fraser gay? Was, you know, Niles gay or whatever? But, you know, it, they had, you know, straight relationships and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bob Bulldog Briscoe. I mean, obviously, he was the the chauvinist guy. You know, he won the Sleep of All the Women and everything. And, yeah. again, it was just... It, I thought Bob Bulldog Bristol was fantastic on that show. When, yeah, when you realize you know stuff about people afterwards, like I can't believe that's the case. It shows you how wonderful actor he was. He did a great job on that show. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I also like, uh, what the heck? I forget his name. The guy that's the, um, like the food guy, the food critic. Oh, <laughs> yes. What's his name? He's another really good one. <laughs> yeah. No, he played a great role in that episode. I can't think of his name. Well, it's the episode of the whole series. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He was in it a lot. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of good people here. Um, I, I think we've covered everything on the show, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good with that. So <laughs> next week uh, we have Space Quest. This will be uh, season one, episode two. I got confused for a second. When I first saw the title, I'm like, no, John Glenn wasn't on season one. But no, it's uh, Frazier is looking for space. I mean, you know, you talk about his life changing. Yeah. I mean, you know, now you got Marty and you know, Daphne's going to come in the uh, apartment. And what do you do? You know, and he's trying to find his own personal space. And he has trouble with that. So that's yeah. what we can expect next week. So um, real quick, at the end. I wrap a little bit on the reboot. Um, like we said earlier, um, Kelsey Grammer is saying, hey, I expect some of the stars of the original series to come back. He's saying you might see on Paramount as early as 2022. I, I guess my big question is, are we filming it yet? I mean, we're still in July of 2021, so it could be a while. I, I'm just not sure if they have everything firmed up. I guess that's my take on this whole thing. Maybe not. I mean... You know, coming back, um, I'm sure there's a lot of money discussions. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, these people are in these roles were pretty highly paid by the time they were, you know, when they were going to go off the air, you know. And I'm sure getting them to come back to a, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be a huge commitment, but, you know, it's, it's a commitment, you know. And they haven't, you know, they they know what their value is. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking because I, I've looked through Dave Hyde Pierce's Twitter page and uh, Perry Giplin who played Ross and they know they've talked about it and nobody's saying, I don't want to be part of it. They're just saying, Oh, wow. It's great. We haven't heard much. So maybe that kind of tells you it's more of a discussion between uh, Paramount, and the showrunners of the new Frazier and their agents, you know, saying, hey, does money make sense and everything else? Um, it, it was interesting when this whole thing first came out, and apparently one of the issues I think Kelsey Grammer had was uh, he just felt like he wouldn't announce it. And I think at that time, Roz and Daphne and David Hyde Pierce didn't know he was doing this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the original reaction for everybody was like, oh, man, I didn't know it was coming back. I'll have to take a look at it. And Jane Leaves, who played um, Daphne, um, she's on Private Practice, I believe that was the show. And yeah, she, she's on something, yeah. Yeah, and she made a comment, oh, I, I can't see coming back. But now she's like, well, I didn't know that it was coming back when I made that first remark. So it'll be interesting. I would imagine that either from a money's sake or if they're working on something different, maybe not all of them can come back. But I'm sure there'll be an explanation given the story, and I'm sure even if they don't come back regularly, that they'll try to come back maybe before a guest appears. Uh, kind of like you saw the Cheers characters come into Frasier during the first series. So it, it's going to be interesting. Laura, I'll be honest, it's going to freak me out if we don't see the regulars back on. But if you think about it, when 1993, when Cheer, Cheers, Frasier uh, first premiered, 
we had no idea who David Hyde Pierce was. We had no idea right. who Brett Geppelin was. And man, you know, 10 years later, we're like, man, these are great. I mean, I, I, we knew a little bit about John Mahoney, but I, I think John Mahoney showed us how great of an actor he was throughout Frasier. So I'm willing to give him a chance. It's going to be weird if it comes back without our favorites, but yeah, maybe we got some more guys or women that we can develop for a, a new reboot. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and so, yeah. So again, real quick, here's what we're doing. Um, Seinfeld is off streaming TV. <laughs> Darn those exclusive contracts. I can't believe you're paying, you know, millions and millions and millions for exclusive rights to the show. Um, we are taping this in July of 2021. We're probably at least three months away from, before Seinfeld hits Netflix. So we're kind of doing Frasier for the time being, and we'll figure out where we're at in September. But, hey, it was good. I like the fact we're starting in Season 1, Episode 1, and we'll be back next week with Season 1, Episode 2. Um, we One thing we're going to do is, in the past, we kind of scattered-shotted these episodes, kind of sent them out where they're going. We'll make an announcement next week. We're going to tape on the same night, and we're going to release them on the same day. That way, if you're looking for it, you know what's going to show up. So, Laura, any other thoughts on Frasier or Seinfeld or the reboot or... I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to doing Frasier because I, yeah. I mean, I it's fresh in my head from watching it recently, and I know that it's going to be quite entertaining. You know, I don't have to, you know, wading through the Seinfeld episodes like the way we were was kind of at points tedious because of, um, you know, not liking a bunch of the episodes, you know, and not understanding why our friend who did the the list yes. put them in the in that way, the way that he did them. <laughs> well, you gotta think. I'm not sure how many episodes there are of Frazier, but you gotta think. Didn't it's 11 go, years, yeah, man. eleven years, and this is old school TV where each season was what 24, 25, 26 episodes. It's not like now where a season could be four episodes. So, yeah. uh, we got maybe maybe eventually we'll do a couple episodes at a time because. If we do this week to week, hey, I like talking to you, Laura, but <laughs> there's got what? Two hundred yeah. <laughs> there's two hundred and sixty-four episodes of Frasier. Yeah, so that alone could take five years. And and if they <laughs> reboot this and come back of extra seasons, I mean, hey, I'm I'm doing podcasts with her for five years, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if our, our audience is gonna stick with us for five years. We'll have to see. But it should be it should be interesting. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's good. I, I'm glad, too, that we have enough in common in our TV interest that when we talked about different show, it wasn't something that I hated and you loved or you loved right. and hated. So. Yeah. I, I like that. So I'm excited to make this journey, and we're in first episode. I'm looking forward to episode two. So uh, thanks, Laura. And, hey, uh, just a quick pitch at the end. Um, you know, check out our sponsors. Uh, check out and, and be sure to share us with your friends. Uh, thank you for checking out the high. We appreciate all of you. Uh, have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about 
our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.